Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Phil. And I'm Jane. Welcome to Unhinged and Bumbled Up, the relatable dating podcast. And I actually think, hearing you say that, that the that the way that people get to that point is by getting into a relationship where they didn't have self love, and then and then afterwards reflecting on it. The problem is, people will have a relationship like that where they don't love themselves, and then afterwards they'll think. Hello and welcome to Unhinged and Bumbled Up. I'm Phil, she's Jane, and today we are joined by Izzy Miller. Izzy is a speaker, content creator, and a trained NLP practitioner. Izzy has a mission to inspire others to reconnect with their authentic self and consequently help them to lead a life of freedom unaffected by external circumstances. Welcome, Izzy. Hi, thank you so much for having me on here. We are very, thank very excited. Thank you for excited. being part of the show and being our first guest on season three. Woo! <laughs> so I found you on TikTok uh, and duetted with you and I was like, wow, this person like straight up speaks the facts, speaks the truth. And yeah, do you want to tell us a bit more about you and how your journey started, where you got where you are and anything else? For sure, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a bit of a whirlwind especially TikTok. But I guess going back, I was always quite enthusiastic, very positive and obsessed with self-development, self-growth, obsessed with quotes. But I used quotes as a reactive measure rather than proactive. So I'd wait until I was upset but before reading the quotes and being like, everything's okay. I'm going to be fine. I can be strong through this. But that didn't stop me from actually blowing up in the first place and, and melting and down. I used to be really, really emotional and sort of where it all started I guess um where I got over that was at university I was in a fairly long-term relationship and 
we were planning to move in together. So we'd got a two bed flat already sorted. We'd got jobs already set up. We'd gone away on an anniversary trip, came back and I found out that he'd been doing some things that maybe he shouldn't have been doing. Uh... And yeah, it was, I honestly, I thought he was the one. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, young me, first long-term relationship, but it genuinely felt that way. And I think I actually listened to one of your previous episodes with, I think it was Joe Westwood on codependency. And mm -hmm. um, I think I realized listening to that, that that was what had been going on. I was so invested in, it was us, there was no me anymore. Yeah. And so when we, I, I felt I need to give this a go in forgiving him. We've got this flat. So I tried, but it, it didn't work out in the end. I had to, we, the relationship ended, moved out of the flat, couldn't afford my job anymore. Sorry, I couldn't afford the flat anymore and I lost my job. Um, and I was so emotional that I, that was what stimulated me losing the job. Lost a huge amount of weight by going to the gym all the time to try and process it, but almost distracting myself from it rather than processing it properly. And because I was trying to work on myself, but didn't love myself. And then I eventually, lost my period as well. So it was just all of these things that just went wrong and like your whole world just came crashing, crashing down. And that's and a then, lot to deal with. That, I mean, that's a lot that's happened in a short space of time and it's a lot to compre comprehend. Yeah, I was about 2021 20, and I had no idea. And with all due respect to him, he, we were both too young to sort of know what, what to do. And the other person we can vilify them and, and make us, I, I very much, victimized myself in that situation but at the end of the day it's evidently two people struggling nobody mm -hmm. male or female does that kind of thing whatever it is from a place of self-love themselves mm -hmm. so yeah neither of us knew how to process that and we did the best we could in in the emotional state that we were in but that emotional state was not very strong and so it was not very successful and i'd say for six months I was just horrible to be around, did not like myself in the gym way too much. And that my strength in the gym, I felt was enough rather than having emotional strength. And then at the beginning of the pandemic, I had to move out of my flat in London and go back and stay with my family for a bit. And actually being around family where I'd pushed them away before, I started listening to the nice things that they were saying and the new job that I got family. It's sometimes hard to listen to what they say, <laughs> but when you get a compliment at work from somebody that actually knows you in a professional setting, that started me thinking about getting back to my, my authentic self. And I, mm -hmm. yeah, basically since then went on a roller coaster of self-development, focusing on authenticity and confidence because I had completely been lost when the relationship had ended. And then after a while, about a year and a half later, two years later, something like that, started posting on TikTok and found that people really resonated with it. And it was really helping them. And I, you know, what they say, just share what you needed to hear and what worked for you. And there are going to be other people who need the same. And evidently that was the case. So was it quite difficult to get on TikTok and talk about your feelings like that? Was that a difficult task for you to do? Or did you think it was quite natural? I've always been a sharer. So if, I, and I like communicating things and passing on knowledge to other people. So in that sense, I was doing it over on Instagram, but was always in the back of my mind, am I annoying people? 
because on Instagram you only see really who you're following whereas my sister really wanted me to download TikTok but I thought it was all dancing and that's what I thought as well I honestly she told me about a year before I went on or six months to go on and I was like no it's not for me not for me and then I just looked at it and there were psychologists uh all motivational speakers on there and I thought well this is a place where no one has to follow me and people can choose if they want if they resonate with me and if nobody sees it at least it's a place for me to get this off my chest and feel like it's out there so when I did the first post where I talked about what I just explained with the relationship, I think that was slightly, there was a bit of nerves in that, but because the basis of what I do is authenticity, as long as it's authentic, then I I actually cannot not post it yeah. in some sense because yeah. it's true for me. And if it's true for me, then there is, and this is something that I came to gradually, it was obviously quite a journey to this place where I'm in now but if it's authentic and truthful then there's nothing wrong with it exactly yeah and that's actually what I noticed when I went onto your TikTok I was like wow what you're saying is just so honest and you're so easy to listen to and what the the tips you give just makes it's almost like a light bulb moment goes off in your head and you're like oh my god what she's saying is completely correct massively that means a lot (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even with the authenticity part, you have to, in order to have a bigger reach, you have to have a bit of a hook, right? Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to say something, be quite strategic with your delivery. And I really struggled with that to start with because I felt it's not authentic. So I would never refilm something. Mm-hmm. I would never script it because I wanted my passion and emotion to come through. But then you've also got to think, well, the better if, if you just have a simple five, six word hook, you get more people to watch the authentic bit and you're not lying to them. It's actually something that is valuable and hopefully, as you say, has a bit of a light bulb moment Mm -hmm. for them. Definitely, definitely. Um, So when it comes to, obviously, we talk about this a lot and I think we wanted to start the new season, basically, because we talk about dating and relationships, but what we really haven't spoke about is where it all starts and you've got to love yourself first and i think this is the this is a problem with people uh not loving themselves properly and then they try and give love out to people when they don't care about that like they don't feel that love from themselves so Mm. um what what would like your tips and advice be on loving yourself I mean, it's so cliche to say, but it's so true, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I actually think, hearing you say that, that the the way that people get to that point is by getting into a relationship where they didn't have self-love and then then afterwards reflecting on it. The problem is people will have a relationship like that where they don't love themselves and then afterwards they'll think, oh, no, it was the wrong person or the it was all them or just, you know, right person, wrong time and won't actually reflect on maybe there was something within me that wasn't right. Obviously, they might not have been the right person and and probably not, but having that ability to reflect and look at, okay, well, there's something that Tony Robbins says where he says, uh, on an average day, what are you out of 10? Mentally, how how much, I guess you could frame it, how much do you love yourself out of 10 on on a daily basis? And then he says, you know, the average is normally about five. He says, would you want to date a five? Mm-hmm. And of course you, you want to date a 10 out of 10. And yeah. a, the, and that's vice versa. So you, it's, it's so, if you 
date a if you are people like to use the word broken right if you're struggling with different areas maybe you're healing from something and someone else is also in the same boat then you're going to connect you're because you're sort of in alignment emotionally (laughs) yes (laughs) um you're in alignment emotionally but then if one of you if one of you heals from that but the other person doesn't then you're no longer at the same place and you can try and support each other but there's going to be resentment there there's going to be resistance and so it's about connecting from a place where you can grow together or and and some people make that work really well they come from a place where they're both vulnerable and they grow together but Mm -hmm. that's quite special and rare occasion i'd say and so the place that you want to be is where you're 70 80 90 85 to 100% if 100% is even possible, happy with yourself. And then no matter what the other person does, it's it's not a reflection on you. And you can always think, how can I improve myself? That's really important, but you're not, your self-worth is not dependent on their Mm -hmm. actions. Yeah. I, I actually think a lot of people carry so much resentment into their next relationship. They, they, they're kind of stuck in the past um, I'm kind of similar to you Izzy in, in the way that I'm all about positivity I'm always about forgiveness where I've got friends that are so negative and they say you know how can you let that person away for it how can you forgive them and I'm always trying to give the you know the positivity side and say you know well I wouldn't have met my like my partner just now if, if that relationship didn't go well and you know it's not not I'm making excuses for the people in the past but I'm forgiving them. And a lot of people can't forgive. The, um, actually, my friends always hate the fact that I'm positive. They're like, why are you so positive all the time? I don't understand it. Why are you never angry? But I am like, I'm all about, you know, why, why would you want to be stuck in that negativity? It's so bad for your mindset. So do you get mm. that? Do you get that from friends or, or people that are your followers saying that you're too positive? Do you ever get that? I get some people, there's a whole thing about toxic positivity, right? Mm-hmm. and I would say you know what I I actually don't get a huge amount of that and I don't know if it's about the delivery or or the way in which I talk about positivity mm-hmm. but it's that it's it's not about being positive all the time it's about the best thing that I can the the one thing that also was a bit of a click moment for me was hearing a guy called Vex King say that everything that happens is neutral until we label it as negative or positive it's like you know santa comes naughty or or nice right (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's no label like that on anything no matter the most horrific thing that happens it's still neutral and we decide and so and and also another part that isn't saying okay right i understand that so i'm gonna make every single thing positive Mm. no you can choose to say actually i'm a bit annoyed about that Mm -hmm. thing that's happened and then you are choosing. So that's that's where you're choosing to respond rather than react. And then some things with with grief that can spiral. But if you can recognize where the grief is coming from and sort of understand the emotion and choose the emotion, then you're not controlled by it. And that's the difference. And then you are essentially positive because you are you've chosen. Yeah. And any choice that you've made consciously is a positive thing is an element of that. That's such a know. great way of, of um, describing that. That's actually perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because 
of the of the way of like it's i think buddha mentioned it didn't he the fact that he lived a life of positive he didn't see any hurt he didn't see any pain and he said that sometimes you've got to see the bad you've got to experience the bad before you realize how good you've got it mm-hmm. so. contrast is so important and even referring to things as contrast I do gratitude in the morning and I will say thank you for the contrast. If you see the the bad the bad stereotypically bad things as contrast, then it's it's just something you're seeing. It's black and white, it's red and green, it's just color that honestly life would be so boring if there was no drama. That's it. We all have a bit of drama. <laughs> yeah. You I wouldn't mean, know just what the it feels right like. amount of drama would be good. Not <laughs> yeah. too much. Yes. But then you're in control of the amount of drama that you feel and yes. the amount of drama that you surround yourself with. Yeah. Um, I heard a great quote recently um, that basically said, uh, the opinions of others, uh, it's got nothing to do with you. You know, what people feel, mm. think about you, it's got nothing to do with you. And I feel this is another thing that people, and I, I think that this stops people from going out and doing things on their own experiences, solo dates and stuff, because they they care about too much about what other people think. And uh, when they go out and I'm like, I, I don't care, I'll go on a solo date because mm. that person that I probably will never see again with their friend or whoever, are they really going to judge me? They're really going to be like, oh, why is he on his own? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's people's mindsets, I feel, on that. Um, yeah. And just on that note, the more that you see someone out on their own, the more it's normalized. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was a moment for me where I, in January last year, where I had this confidence realization. I'd, I'd worked for a year on the authenticity, but still not had the confidence to express it fully. And I was, I was participating in this online uh, webinar workshop, and there was some dancing involved in it <laughs> in terms of getting into the state. And I would always shut the curtains, and I thought for a minute, hang on, why am I shutting the curtains? There's a house. There was a house opposite mine, and I'd seen someone dancing in in there maybe like a month before, and I it made me smile. I thought, oh, that's so lovely. And especially they've got the confidence to do that. And then here was I shutting the curtains mm-hmm. because I, I didn't have that, that I felt, oh, I'm going to look weird. I'm going to annoy people. Sorry, <laughs> who says that you dancing is going to annoy people? Maybe if you're screaming in your house, that's going to annoy someone and singing in the shower at the top of your voice if you're in a, in a, deta- in a semi-detached house. <laughs> but we think that, yeah, that we're going to be judged, but actually we might be inspiring people and the people who are, nobody is going to judge you if they are in love, if they do have self-love themselves. Mm -hmm. That is one of the most uh, sort of click moments as well, that the only people that are going to judge me are the people who aren't happy in themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If I'm walking down the street, yeah, exactly. And you're having dinner on your own, I'm going to smile. I might... I, I'll massive respect for you. I'll think that's that's really great. Unless you're sitting there on your phone, in which case, you know, <laughs> you're not really on your own, are you? But if you can, a lot of people can't be on their own. Mm-hmm. So as far as I see that, as someone who has got to a place of love for themselves, I'm not thinking, oh, he evidently has no friends. How is that the first thought that pops into your head? It's not. Mm-hmm. People, you know, not. like, I don't mind, like, going places by myself. Like, it's a moment where you're like, oh, I just want some peace. Like, I love just, like, sitting in a cafe mm-hmm. and reading a book. But like you said there, I would never walk past somebody that was sitting on their own and think, oh, they've got no pals. That would never cross my mind. But people nope. keep thinking, oh, that, that's what people will think of me if I do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I went and climbed Ben Lomond on my own. I turned my phone onto flight mode and was like, I don't want any distractions. I just want to climb this on my mm-hmm. own. I don't care what anyone thinks. And I'm just like, going to get to the top, enjoy the piece. And literally, it was complete and utter silence. There was, I've, never, I've never had anything like that where it's just silent. Apart from the wind, when the wind <laughs> stopped, I was just like, what (laughs) and it's just so freeing you know getting out there and doing things that push you out of your comfort zone so as you Mm. you also run um, workshops and courses can you tell us a bit about about that what would people expect if they came along to a course or a workshop yeah so I after sharing on on TikTok some people reached out and said do you offer one-to-one coaching and um I said yes, and that evening I created the website, <laughs> created the offer, and worked out how to do invoices and all sorts. And the next, put the literally put the link in my bio, and that was it. And, and people reached out and 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 wanted the, the coaching. So people can do one to one coaching, just the odd session, or they can do five, how you know, a bit lot more ongoing. I'm very solution focused, and I don't get fulfillment until I see someone's got the results. Nothing else really matters to me. I've got to pay bills, but literally other than that it's I love what I'm doing I found my thing uh we're going to be launching a rapid transformation sort of coaching soon so it's a month of because if we want to change these habits it's things that you've got to be doing every day Mm -hmm. so just on earlier Jane you said about bringing resentment from one relationship into another and something that I this was before I'd even I'm recently in a, in a new relationship and this was something I thought of, thought of before when I was helping other people with um how to have time for themselves when they're with a with, with a partner so before you go and be with anybody whether it's family whether it's work whether it's your partner in the morning I highly recommend and tell everybody this and recommend it to everybody to take 20 minutes or for me I actually I wake up at five that's just what I choose to oh, do wow so I have two hours before the world sort of wakes up and, and needs me. And it's where I journal. So I write about how I'm feeling. And in a relationship, so in this relationship that I'm I'm now in, we will wake up, we'll say good morning, and then go and, go and sit in different sides of the room and journal and check in with ourselves because we can't expect the other person. If you're if you wake up tired or stressed anxious about the day then you're gonna if you don't recognize that you're just gonna naturally react to things in a way that you wouldn't otherwise so taking that time for yourself means you can sort of prepare to be around this person that means a lot to you so that um and that is something that is a cumulative effect it, it, when you do that every day you 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 get better at respond choosing to respond in the moment anyway mm-hmm. rather than having to prepare so if something happens late at night even though the journaling was in the morning you're better at understanding how you're feeling and choosing to respond. And so linking back to the rapid transformation idea is when you do these things consistently, you're you're replacing a habit. You're not getting rid of a habit of thinking or a physical habit. You've got to swap it for something else. And the first step is becoming conscious of it, which takes a lot. I'm personally trying to stop saying, um, (laughs) you know how difficult it is to be conscious of when you say that. So I've been sending voice notes and also the podcast. And first time when I started editing, I was like, <laughs> wow, how many times do I actually say um? And I'm like, 
process what I'm going to say before it comes out. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's brilliant, really successful speakers and people who say it all the time. But someone said to me that when you say it, it's an, it's an attempt to pretend like you do know what you're saying rather than just giving yourself the time, which actually is more suspense, suspenseful. Yeah. We'll go right. with that. <laughs> <laughs> to, before you carry on with what you're saying. So yeah, that's something that hopefully will, I, I just don't, it maybe sound brutal, but I, I just don't care about working with people for 50, sending a DM that they're not going to listen to, or they're not going to work on. It's a waste of time. And I'm all about impact. Mm -hmm. If you actually do these things, which is, I, pra I practice what I preach a billion times more than I preach it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's something. Um, I'm also working. I said the word. <laughs> I said the word. Wrong. It doesn't matter. We can edit it out, but we're not going to, because you just said, no, said that would word. be a lot of editing. <laughs> it's just becoming conscious. It's, it's a difficult one. Try it. Try it. <laughs> and you, yeah. You've also got a book coming out or have you got, you're, you're writing a book or you? Yes. So the book's on the fear of embarrassment. Amazing. Yeah. It, everyone, there's so many books on fear, but the fear that you have is you, would you have fear if you lived on a desert island with no animals that could kill you and no people? Probably not. No. You, you just wouldn't feel that. So the fear comes from take out animals and the potential of death um, the social interaction and what people are going to think of you which from back when we were just trying to survive social acceptance is related to survival mm -hmm. survival instinct so it's, it's all about the fear of embarrassment that was something that I started really just a gut feeling and I couldn't stop writing last year when I had the wave of confidence but it's something that probably won't be coming out for for quite a while because I want to have more ex experiences where I, where people will stereotypically say you've embarrassed yourself, but actually, you know, and, and work through that a bit more. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, I'm working with a couple of organizations who currently go into schools and universities and organizations delivering workshops, three day events and, and bits and bobs like that. So I can see how it, see how it is and share some of what I do within an already established setting before I go out and, and and launch it with my own personal brand. So yeah, there is a lot more coming. Um, but in the meantime, sticking with sticking with the coaching and doing one on one things. Well done. You've got loads of amazing right. things to look forward to, which is fantastic. Shall we talk mm -hmm. about values? Because mm -hmm. uh, I noticed the three values on your website. Um, and basically, they relate quite closely to dating as well. Um, so should we start with communication and why that's important? Yeah, if, if you can't communicate in a relationship, then uh, on both sides, what happens is say you're, say you're struggling with something, as a female, you'll often, maybe you will, say you, there's something that you don't like that you, the other person has done. If you're re in a reactive state, you might bring it up with them and be very much like you've done this, in which case the other person will get quite defensive or they might retreat. Or if they've done something, you might not say anything at all and just you, you'll you retreat, you'll distance yourself mentally and then the, the connection is broken. So the ability to communicate and communicate in a way that 
is saying, this is the problem that I can see and this is you and this is me. There's three elements. The other person is not the problem. I am not the problem. The problem is outside of us. And if you can communicate that and help the other person to understand that you're not blaming them, then you can work through it. And communicating how you're feeling, so making sure that the other person feels comfortable in expressing how they're feeling and you're not going to get defensive or get annoyed at them. It's that openness within the communication that you communicate. It's okay to communicate and make mistakes, Mm -hmm. but also that you you learn how to communicate in a better way. Yeah, because that leads on to honesty then, doesn't it, as well? And obviously (laughs) self-responsibility. They're also linked, yeah. If you if you can communicate, which is what my that long term relationship, they were very good at communicating, but the problem was they weren't honest. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's like authenticity? What's the point of authenticity if you don't have confidence to express it? What's the point in honesty if you can't communicate? And what's the point in communication if you're not honest? So it's even saying within the communication again. This is for some reason I am feeling feeling something that you said really triggered me and I'm trying to understand why Mm -hmm. I know it's not your fault because you probably didn't mean it like that and that gives the other person the opportunity to explain what they did mean and you can work out if you whenever you get an emotion of anxiety jealousy all of these things they it's a trigger it's it's like a the fuel light coming on in the car that's all it is and yet we think oh we're a bad person So again, when you said, Jane, about bringing in previous experiences with with my partner, I he actually asked, do you think that any previous experiences have changed the way that you see relationships now? And I said uh, he'd expressed that one of one of the things that he struggles with is is jealousy and he's trying to understand it rather than blaming the other person for maybe being too flirty or, or whatever. And on my side. I said, well, one of the big things was distrust, you know, and that's been proven. And so my brain knows it's got proof that people lie and it's got yeah. proof that this could all go wrong. And that actually when he's sitting on the other side of the room messaging on his phone, I don't know who he's messaging. But what I what do I know to be true in this situation is that he, this person I'm with now, it, I know that they are very honest. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not, I have enough self-love that I don't want to be with someone who's not honest. Yeah. And even if I find that out that they're not a few years down the line, I'm still going to be okay with that. It's still using the neutrality, the label it negative, positive or neutral. I can still see it in a way that serves me as I've learned from this and I'm still okay without this person not having that codependency. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, uh, they always ask, they're like, oh, would you go back and change anything from the past? And I'm like, no, because it's yes. made me who I am today. You know, without those experiences, I might have gone in a different way. I might have something else might have happened Absolutely. to me. And this is the thing: it's like you learn from your past. You don't keep it in your present, but you learn and have those experiences, and then you move into the future with, yeah, the experiences that you've got. Absolutely, and you're so right. I think the fear of what where else would I be if that hadn't happened is more scary than, than going back in and changing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, so in regards to, uh, 
on your on your phone um before i met my boyfriend the other people that I, I was casually seeing when they were on their phone they would turn their phone over so like it was facing down so you couldn't see it would come mm. up and that was always a trigger i would always automatically think who they text in who do they not want me to see come through their phone and then when I, my boyfriend now like his phone's just like lying about like so there's so much trust there like he's not hiding anything but yeah that was one thing for me if someone had their phone down the other way I'd be like oh all these like questions going through my head but again that could be innocent as well that could be just Mm -hmm. the nature of a habit or whatever it it could just be the fact that they didn't want distraction so they turned it upside down but that was always a trigger for me so now I'm just like oh thank god your phone's just there (laughs) (laughs) That's where those values really come in, the self-responsibility of, yeah, they might actually be being really respectful mm-hmm. in turning their phone over because they're not distracted. Yeah. Or, you know, my for example, my, my yeah, my previous partner would, if I came over when they were when he was on his phone, he would put his phone down. And at the time, because I thought he was really honest and he was just putting it down so because he didn't want to be on his phone when I was there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. whether it was that or, and you never know, there's always two possibilities, mm-hmm. but that's where the honesty and communication mm-hmm. comes in where you say, and again, the right person won't get defensive about it. If you say it in the right way, if you say, can I just be honest with you about something? Yeah. Every time you put your phone down like that, for some reason, it triggers in me this feeling that you're hiding something. And I, maybe you are, but I, I, I want to believe that you're not. And then you can discuss again that problem yeah, yeah. of okay, well let's let's ask, let's wonder where is that trigger coming from? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Why why is your brain telling you yeah. that that's what's happening? See, and this, working through it. Sorry. This reminds me of the fire triangle that you learned at school. So you know the free the free values. So fire can only be happen with oxygen, ignition mm-hmm. and a and a fuel. So mm-hmm. with the values, it's like you need all three to actually make it work. Yeah. You need the honesty, the communication, and uh, self uh, responsibility. That's so. brilliant. I might steal that. That's you a can steal it. Can you. <laughs> and without it, it doesn't work. So um, we're going to move on to a little game now. Uh, it's kind of either or would you rather going on. So I, I'm, basically, all you've got to do is answer the question and a quick reason why you would choose that over the other thing. So okay. I'll let Jane, uh, Jane can go first. Okay, so asking the questions. <laughs> dating apps or meeting in person? Meeting in person. I mean, because why? I, I don't have enough time to message back and forwards and then potentially meet up. It depends what you want. What's your goal? Is it because you feel lonely and you want someone to message, in which case maybe a journaling might be better than using a dating app. But if you actually want to find a partner, then meeting up is the quickest way to, to do that. Perfect. Second one, first date, coffee or dinner? Coffee. I, I'm all about, I personally f- don't really like dates because you at the end of it you either say yes or no right you can't just stay friends and so i think coffee is more casual i just i just wouldn't want to be sat opposite somebody again time time is your biggest asset do you want to take that risk or do you want to have a coffee and a walk that's it yeah okay third question when message when messaging someone do you prefer texting or voice notes oh if i if i haven't met them you know if it's if it's for that then texting 
but no, I'm I'm a voice noter. It's That's again, I, 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 time is a common theme here. I'm a voice noter. Jane yeah. hates it because I'm always like voice note, voice uh, note, voice note. It's just like I, I can't listen. I'm busy. <laughs> like it, make time. It, it's more of a there's no there's less mixed messages because you can, you know. I guess that's messages can be quite cryptic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so because everyone want... interpretates it mm-hmm. to their own narrative based on experiences yeah. and everything yeah. like a that. A mixture of both. Okay. Yeah, that a mixture. <laughs> so would you be more nervous about meeting your partner's friends or meeting your partner's family? And I know that you went and met them at the weekend, so that's oh. why I slid this one in. <laughs> that's a really interesting question. Oh, I think maybe friends. Mm-hmm. I'd say friends i think friends maybe have more of an influence than than family but then even that's not a answer i believe in because i think the person should make their own decisions rather than go off what the friends and family say but yeah that's a really interesting question but i'd probably say friends we're going for friends and then finally because actually <laughs> just as to, to add on to that because you know that the person's probably talked about you to their friends but they might not have talked about you to their family so That's, you know that there's already context there that is a very good point yep <laughs> okay and the last question uh, in regards to trust um do you trust the person straight away or do they have to earn it going to the self-responsibility and what i talk about i think that trust is an element but it all comes from you mm-hmm. and yes the person can earn it but if you don't if you don't have if you if you have a history of really questioning what people say then they're gonna have to take a long time to earn it and it, it, it's so personal in which and so i think that shows that it is from within yeah so you know you want to be in the place where you do where you meet someone and you do trust them until they give you a reason not to so i think that that comes from you really that's amazing right. Final Thoughts. This segment is called Final Thoughts, where we've reached the end of the episode and we take a look back at what we've learned, what we're going to take away, or what we just found a little bit funny. Um, now we do the segment it's called final thoughts where basically we take a look back at the episode and pick one thing that we either found funny inspiring or one thing that we're going to take away from it so jane let, let you first yeah um what can i can i struck a chord to me is when you kind of mentioned about um in regards to being positive you know you can have a a negative thought it's okay to feel negative or angry about something but it's how you turn that around and I like the way you Mm -hmm. how you described it because like I said everyone's like oh you're always so positive but you know there there is times where I'm thinking oh that does annoy me but I'm trying to think of a a way to get around it but uh, just the way you described it was just spot on and and, uh, like that basically was my final thought Great. Izzy, awesome. your yeah. go. <laughs> well, just if, can I, can I comment quickly yeah, on that? Yep. Yeah, it's, I think people think if you're positive, then you don't have those thoughts. And there have been times when I think, oh gosh, am I really actually a bad person for thinking these things? But it's recognizing that there's a difference between the brain that's telling you that and, and actually the other side, the rational side. 
And if you used to be really reactive, then it's that's a lot of years to to change, mm -hmm. to change mm -hmm. how you are. So feeling annoyed at like I, I get I get annoyed at, at people and I'm I've become conscious of it. And I'm like, hang on a minute. No, they haven't actually done anything. Why? Why is it I'm feeling annoyed? Did they mean to nobody means to necessarily annoy you? And if they do, they're not worth the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just talking yourself out of it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say? Um, what you, yeah, what's your final thought? I I personally love that you went to what was it Ben Ben Loman? Ben Loman on, yeah. on your own, Phil. I I think that was not many people would do that, and especially to turn your phone off and to have that time to yourself. Um, yeah. And also Jane, from from what you said about turning them turning the phone over, and just made me think more about how there's always sort of two sides of the story and it's which one do we choose so and the fact that you noticed that within what you were doing yeah stood out to me and phil mm. what would you see as your final thought there's loads there's loads <laughs> of moments that have been a bit like whoa um but i think what you said about everything being neutral until you decide whether it's a positive or a negative that that stood out to me and that was like that's true because we decide in ourselves what goes where in what box and we can we can flip the narrative and make something a negative and go well maybe it's a positive because i've learned this from it you know so yeah mm. that that definitely has stood out from me so awesome. yeah want to say thank you for coming on and your amazing insight and if anyone wants to find out more about izzy miller where would they find you you can my website is izzymiller.com my instagram is izzy.miller and my tiktok is izzy.miller as well so basically search izzy miller and i should come up somewhere. <laughs> you'll be there somewhere <laughs> so thank you very much thank for coming you. on and being our first guest of season three uh because it's been absolutely amazing and yeah uh, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week bye everyone bye, bye. <laughs> thank you for listening if you want to find out more, you can follow us at Unhinged and Mumbled Up or Swipe Forever After. And if you want to send us an email or check out our website, it is www.uadu.co.uk. Thank you. Goodbye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.